Oh, this episode of Cinema Swirl is brought to you with the support of our backers over at patreon.com forward slash cinema swirl. $5 OTP backers get instant access to our monthly Patreon-exclusive bonus show, Cinema Swirl, where Kevin and I review bad movies. And this month, in fact, right now on the Patreon, we've got the perfect companion for Saving Private Ryan. That's right, it's Keith Lemon the film. If you don't know what that is, congratulations. If you do know what that is, you'll know that it's a real stinker and we have a great time talking about it. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash cinemaswirl to find out more. All right, let's get swirling. Cinema Swirl! When I was emigrating, my father simply said to me, Fun Sun Go. It's episode number 110. <laughs> Coming to you from the coffin ship of Hollywood, California. Heading down the ocean of movies to look at all the amazing aquatic movies. Uh, they're not aquatic. With my OTP, Sam Chaplin. I'm Kevin Mann. How are you doing today, Sam? Fun Sun Go. I mean, I- I'm doing great now. I've heard Fun Sun Go. One one oh. He recognized my talents for what yeah. they were, but he knew it was time for me to spread my wings. <laughs> and the older generation can have difficulty sometimes in expressing that, so monosyllabic syllab syllab syllabic. Monosyllabic is what happened there. That's something you go into too many syllables, it gets confusing. Yeah, Sam, yeah. today we're invoking my father because we're doing a pretty much a dad movie special. It's right. time for a bit of war. War, huh? Good, good gods. Goodness. What, what's it good? What is it? What is it good for? The military industrial complex. Sure. Big fan of war. A lot of jobs there. Yeah. A lot of jobs there. Yeah, yeah. So that's one. We got independence over in Ireland. A yeah. L- yeah. little bit of a war. Funny enough, that caused another war. Right. Um, so. What was that good for? Absolutely mm. all sorts. Say it again. This was essentially a poll when we had three movies put up and we were simply asking you, the Cinema Swirl fan base, the age-old question. The question they ask at the UN every month, which war is best? And you know what? Regardless of who won, I think war won in the end. This exactly. is a pro-war podcast. You know, as Ron Perlman famously said in the Fallout games, mm. war Sure, there's always war, isn't there? One shape or another, so there is. War yeah. always wins. That's what he's always saying in those games. Yes, but in this case, Saving Private Ryan won, but it was up against, whoa, uh, the Hurt Locker. Hurt Locker, the Barack Obama war movie. Apocalypse Now. It came out in 2008. <laughs> and Apocalypse Now, yes. the Jimmy Carter war movie. I thought Apocalypse Now being quite the gilded lily mm. of Hollywood royalty. Kind of thought that it would sail to an easy victory in this yeah. one. But was it, it was not necessarily tough nor tight at the top. Turns out Apocalypse Later is what people have said to us. Okay. Look, it was a two-horse race between the film that won and Apocalypse Now. But ultimately, Saving Private Ryan had a, a decently, not a massive, it's not a landslide, but it's Saving Private Ryan. Sam, mm. what war is your favourite? Uh, I think the war on drugs, probably. I oh, think that, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's my I favorite. think, because 
all these other wars, they have a beginning, a middle, and an end. Mm. That's kind of like a long-running manga, isn't it, the, the, the war on drugs? There's no real end in sight, is there? No. And the idea of a sort of drug army is quite appealing to me. I like that as a, as a visual image. That's pretty cool. Oh, and the drug dealers, they're like generals. In, oh, okay. In, in, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The generals. Or yes, the, the generals. Or the weapons would be the needles they put the drugs yes. in. Yes, yeah. And the suppliers... They're like the field marshals yeah. of the war on drugs. But is and even though many of the cast may be on drugs, we're only speculating, mm. there is not a drug to be seen in the muddy trenches of World War Goo. Sorry, World War Two. Yes, Second World War. What's your favourite war, by the way? Have you got a favourite? Uh, I know I did just say it kind of led on to a civil war but got a little bit of a, a little bit of an easter rising you know sure, got a yeah, little yeah. bit of you know getting the british out hunkering down in the biscuit factory you know ruining the front of the post office never forget no. and that was good you know saint patrick chased the snakes out of ireland mm. but there were a few figurative snakes left weren't there is that the, the british in, the, in, the english oh, the yeah. british yeah yeah uh, uh, but mostly the, the english <laughs> mostly the english though mostly okay. Thing. you can't hide behind britain forever england no tempering your own evil but today it's world war Two, the second of the world wars the sequel to world war one is that all of england's favorite war is that me mystery yeah you've got a fondness for world war one I, I will say that's mm. they didn't even teach us about world war one in school in ireland i was just like all right terminator 2 world war 2 like obviously start with the better one right you know you want to mm. waste you know different tone you didn't know what they were doing back then even though it was quite a high budget war from what i was led to believe but mm. this is my favorite thing about being surrounded by english people what happened with the chaplains during world war ii then i need to know what do you mean? how many nazis did grandpappy chaplin kill in the war well i don't know about grandpappy chaplin but grandpappy on my mum's side he was fixing planes fixing planes if anything did happen it's indirect yeah but was he fixing planes so that our boys the noble tommies could go and have a nice holiday was he fixing planes that were going to drop in packs of biscuits or was he fixing those planes that were fixing to kill the nazis in world war ii just whichever ones came in i reckon probably yeah. wouldn't want to you know but but it's good to kill nazis right would he <laughs> would he just fix like the plane bit like the wings and stuff or they'd be like here the gun we used to shoot and blow up the nazis it's actually jammed would you have a look at that and kind of go all right look under the hood of the big gun oh there's your problem you've killed too many nazis only joking only joking <laughs> no such thing you'd have a look you'd get stuck in i'm sure i could probably i can ask him about it and you know try and figure why out why did what you happened? sidestep the chaplain clan and directly into your mother's side of the family is that because the chaplains were conscientious objectors to the Great War? Uh, no, they were Nazi. No, they- <laughs> <laughs> you heard it no, here first. I, I just- <laughs> <laughs> My dad listens to this show. Um, the, uh, there was no. <laughs> I don't know. My granddad on my dad's side. I don't know his if there was any military history but i thought you had to like you had to you weren't you, there was no choice well, I, in the matter I, the timelines line up right so there probably was but i don't i genuinely don't really know about it so uh, is, it, is it fair to sure. say that it was 
not guts and glory enough that you were all told when you were children. This was something that was waiting to be prompted and it never came up. Yeah. Well, I, I never met my granddad on my dad's side. I know you've talked about your lack of, you know, yeah. grand, thank, thank, thanks for rubbing that so, in. Thanks for rubbing that in. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't get one. And so I, the conversation never came up because like he, he wasn't there to chat about it. Oh, I see. It would have been fair, would have been for someone else to kind of, you know, steal his valor and brag about all the yeah. all the cool things he did. Exactly. But the other one, he's about, so can hear about the fi- fixing of the planes. There we go. That's the complete history of, uh, it's funny, there was, there was nothing about that in the Blitzed Brits horrible histories I read as a child, aka my soft introduction to World War II. <laughs> Which was the war with the with the footy in it? Was that this one? Was that the the one with the footy in it? You know when they played a bit of footy. That was World War One. That was World sure. War One. Okay, I was trying to think about which is my favourite, and it's probably the one with the footy in it. Yeah, the one with the footy in it, that was uh, that was Euro '98. Uh, <laughs> a war by any other name would smell as sweet. Am I right? Yeah. Well, look, it's it's World War Two. We know this is a World War Two film. Yeah, and World War Two. I feel like we were fed quite a steady diet as children growing up stuff set in world war ii yeah like yeah the earliest toys i remember playing with were little plastic toy soldiers which mm. i don't know why but we knew all the colors meant the different like the gray ones were the nazis the, yeah the green yeah. ones were the americans the dark green ones were the british because they had berets and then mm. we had these blue ones and we're like the fuck are these and we're like it's, it's the, only the bloody italians that's what uh, they are. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder what was your earliest memory of World War II mixed media? Could be video games, could be telly, could be... Did you have, like... Because I know that the action man we got in the 90s was a lot more concerned with the war crimes of Dr. X and Professor Gangrene yeah. and, you know, Adolf Hitler. So I'm not sure if, if you had been a few years younger than me, you missed out on some of that kind of... We had stacks of Commando 64 pagers, all this. And my dad was super enthusiastic about war media. Wars and Westerns, that's what he loved. Yeah. See, I don't know if my dad's like a big war guy, you know? Well, case in point, he didn't make you watch this. No. I don't... I genuinely can't remember my first exposure to World War II as a concept. Did you play Medal of Honor on PlayStation 1? No. Did you pay any of the Call of Duties? No. I'm very bad at first-person shooters, and I always have been. Yeah, it's interesting, because, you know, you've become kind of a, a, a gamer, but in mm. much later years, you weren't kind of growing up. You were more the, the passive watcher, you well, said. And there weren't many World War Two themed Pokemon, from what I remember. <laughs> and I know they were meant to do... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know like they were meant to do... What <laughs> I know they were going to do the Normandy landing as a level on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4, but they couldn't figure out where to put the S-K-A-T-E. And videotapes yeah, yeah. didn't exist back then, so it made no sense. <laughs> they went from the Normandy landing to normally landing some great skateboarding tricks is what they uh, what they went for. And I think there was World War II. They didn't have the footy, but they did have a little bit of a skate in the middle, didn't they? They were doing... Yeah ollies and they were doing tricks on the in the craters of the bombs that they were blowing off it made quite the impressive skate park yes war media what what have you got i can't think of my first war media i mean the simpsons had some fucking war in it uh what have i got for war we haven't have we done world war ii for this i don't think we have yet no 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 i know um 
You didn't see Band of Brothers? No. Although I've listened to the that podcast about the guy who got yes rejected from Band of Brothers. I've listened to all great of that. It's a great podcast. Dead Eyes. Wonderful stuff. Great series as well is Band of mm. Brothers. Okay. Fall asleep in front of it this coming Sunday. But I've not seen that. I knew that was a big deal. I've not seen this. I knew this was a big deal. Is it? I mean... Mm. The close to me, I know, because you didn't see Indiana Jones until this podcast. You got a bit of World War Two in there, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, know, I suppose yeah. that's that's a World War Two movie, isn't it? Look, Sam, let's stop beating around the bush. What was your first Nazi? Did you play Wolfenstein? Because I remember killing, putting in that cheat code, going straight to Adolf Hitler and saying, I'm, I'm going to take it to you, you mechanised bastard. No, Not today. I remember seeing... Uh, oh, no, this, this is a weird point of reference. <laughs> Sid oh, Vicious as a punk rocker being controversial and wearing Nazi underpants to kind of really Uh-oh. stick it to the to the man and kind of upset everyone. I remember that as a visual image. Lest we forget. Lest we forget that. But that can't be my only cultural reference. No. World War Two, can it? Come on. I'm really struggling. Did you read horrible histories growing up then? Yeah. I mean, so I, I obviously learned about World War II in school quite a lot. And so maybe there was a sense of like not wanting to engage with media about it. Because it's like, uh, oh, well, that's it's school. school. I'm not going to go home and do homework for so free. So you didn't have kind of like army toys growing up then, really? Then that's um, like, that Yeah, no, there of... was, we had the little green soldiers and the, yeah. you know... Uh, a few toy guns and things i think look what we're saying here is sam's first interaction in the mainstream media with the concept of world war ii was pixar's toy story the brief period (laughs) where the little green men yes was andy's bedroom which might as well have been the beaches of normandy they were there to kill yes or be killed this is a real cultural blind spot me trying to think of any world war ii media that i've interacted with because there's not a lot they ever did a black adder series in world war ii didn't they oh no that was the other one because it would have been that you know what i think genuinely my earliest war media was i think it was allo allo because <laughs> i didn't like i used to watch that religion when i was like really little like five or six that would yeah. be on back to back to back and i just sit down and fucking gobble up hours of it i'm like look at there the man with the funny accent now in the leather coat that's the secret police, Kevin. They're Nazis. They're bad. <laughs> it's um, Dad's Army. Is that World War Dad's II? Dad's Army's World War Two. yeah. Yeah. That's probably an early one, yeah. There's a bit of maybe some of that in there somewhere, I think. Mm. Did you have that, that, that part of your diet growing up, Dad's Army? Because I remember very briefly when I was, again, around five or six years old, watching Dad's Army been very confused about my... I've spoken before about my dad's penchant to tell tall tales because he was in the like the army reserves when he was 16 and he got like free dinner there and a pint once right. a week, you know. But that then became, I drove an armoured car, which was like he saw an armoured car, to then I was in Vietnam. Like he, he would escalate <laughs> these tall tales. And like yeah. I was like, wow, my dad's a war hero. And then there is dad's army. And the main guy in dad's army, mm. you know, he's got a hat on most of the time. So you didn't know if he was bald like my dad, but he looked a lot like my dad. And I thought right. dad's army was a long running BBC series chronicling my father's endeavors across all war. Also, it was your dad's army. My personal dad's army. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't really watch much of that. I sort of... Mm. I guess I culturally think of the Nazis being ridiculed and made fun of as baddies. I've got some sense of that. I don't know where that comes from. (laughs) It it comes from the right place in terms of they they are bad. 
Good job, media, because yeah, even good. ambiently, Sam somehow figured out that Nazis were bad, even without watching the Justice League episode where they go back in time and and find out that Hitler's got technological advances. But I don't think I was a war boy, you know, in terms of what yeah. I would want to gravitate towards, I don't think. Yeah, I, I certainly wasn't a war boy either, mainly because I found war movies... I remember specifically watching Hamburger Hill and The Bridge Over the River Kwai with my dad and being like, mm. ah, I'm so bored! <laughs> there wasn't a street shark to be seen in, yeah. in those movies. So I remember like kind of thinking that it was like old shit. Like my brother likes it, my dad likes it. It's not for me. I like sci-fi. Yeah. I like cool guy stuff. I like I like wrestling and, and I like reboot. I think this... <laughs> I love reboot. I Fuck think this, yeah. There's something in that of like war being either feeling like school or like work or that it's like dusty old... <laughs> history that i don't need not even just the old sam you know what i don't mean to Uh, invoke mr durst very often but mm. generation x generation strange so Mm. even shad throw a window pane you know that i think we could chalk it up to being slightly too young to be fucking proper because like i've i've never loved like video games about world war ii and stuff like that either no but some people do love war media and there's always World War II films coming out. I know it's a big thing. I'm sure I have seen some war stuff. Who have we got in the in the hot seat today? Right. Do you know who's who's involved with Saving Private Ryan? I'd like to know directors, stars, what bit of the war? Putting that GCSE knowledge to the test. Okay, here's my guesses for the people. Well, I know Tom Hanks is in it, who we the are familiar man. with from Big. And he just so you know, oh, yeah. spoiler here, but when he's in World War Two here, he's not with the mind of a child. No, no, thankfully. Clear that up. Matt Damon, I think, is in it. Ah! He might be Private Ryan. The titular Private Ryan. He might be the titular Private Ryan. I don't know anyone else who's in it. I think this is Spielberg? I think. You're very right. I won't maintain the guise of ambiguity. We've had Spielberg within the last 10 episodes, because I know we had a bit of a a tay in the house. Yes, yes. And I think this came out sort of like 1999, 2000, maybe, is my feeling on this one. That sort of area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a big cultural thing that I was aware of as a child. Why? Because they were they giving away free saving Private Ryan keychains in Kellogg's or Happy Meals or what? (laughs) What was it? <laughs> no, it's just, you know, when some when something's like a big deal and you're a child, you still kind of absorb the, like, posters and TV stuff and adverts and things. So I think I kind of... Like, even the font being like... I think it's like Helvetica or some sans serif font. It's a nice um, font. It's a nice right? font. I treat yeah. fonts like a treat wine. If you know about it, great. I just know what I like, and that's a tasty, crisp font. In fact, it doesn't look like a war font, does it? It looks like a kind of... Contemporary font, but over some war stuff, which is interesting. War would be all capital letters, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the other question about this? There was, like, director... Uh, which bit of the war is which, it? Which bit of the war? Which bit of the war are we talking about? Are we talking about uh, that old hog Winston Churchill sucking down brandy and cigars and scratching himself in the House of Commons? Yeah, and and you know what? And they're saying now they're going to make Sir Beer Corma the next Prime Minister. Would fucking butter wouldn't melt. Wouldn't now. Where, I mean, it's, in the, it's during the bad bit of... <laughs> I think the they're in the thick. I think they're in the thick of the war. They're like the thick of this it. Full, there we go. full war. 
So you see, so you're saying this would be like kind of the second act of the uh, uh, you know mid mid level boss type of thing. Yeah, mid war. Yeah. In terms of what happens here, and where, where are where? we? Oh god, I don't like. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. It's hard when it when it's a world war. It is a bit hard to kind of you know. If we were doing apocalypse now, you'd be listing off the cities of Vietnam, and there'd be no problem. Is this Normandy? Is this? It is. Very right, good. Okay, so we're there. You know, he he's there as well, as is Tom Hanks and Matt Damon. <laughs> Norman D. Norman D. <laughs> I say what you will about Norman D, though, but like no one could approach his his goal scoring ratio at Leicester City. It's not Norman D's like France, isn't it? That's yeah, yeah. And this is the is this D Day landings? Oh, look at him now! He's figuring that, it all out. That's what this is. Maybe three points. D Day, Normandy. What's the D stand for? Um, Dank Day. <laughs> that's every day is D Day for me, mate. <laughs> that's that's a horrible thing to say out of context. Uh, um, I don't. Oh, I I should know that, shouldn't I? That's the thing I should know. Like, is it deployment? No, De- death, destruction. Death? Look, guys. Uh, Operation D-Day. Sorry, sir. Uh, what does the D stand for? Uh, it's not important. Um, death. Anyway, uh, so you'll be <laughs> funneled through here. Um, they called it D-Day at the time. Um, Darren? The Darren Day? Darren. No. Darren um, Day. Darren Day, the runner-up of 1998's Pop Idol. D- um, d- direction. What? Uh I want to look it up now because this is this is embarrassing and it speaks to my lack of historical knowledge that always tends to come up. What what's the so, D and D day for? So uh, I had a quick Google there because I was only probably around sixty percent sure myself. Yeah, but according to Army <laughs> which I I really trust. They say, mm. and this is the top result on Google, I'll have you know as well. I thought it was a delivery day or whatever it was, or deployment yeah. day. Maybe. Yeah. But apparently, the D&D day merely stands for day. This coded designation was used for the day of any important invasion or military operation. Oh, so I'm not an idiot then for not knowing what it is, because it's just day day. Day day. Sul sul. <laughs> so it's D-Day, Norman, Norman D-Day. It's happening. It's and happening. I would imagine that... These lads are trying to save a private mm. whose surname, not first name, is Ryan. Oh, you're going surname here. Okay, yeah. interesting. Now, yeah. I just want to say, this is a shout out to Hollywood. I yeah. love doing this podcast, and I don't think you're helping me in my job and make it any easier mm. when you are kind of telling Sam a bit much. Well, they're, they're going to save Private Ryan, aren't they? They're, gonna, well, they're, I mean, sa- might, they're if, trying to save him. If There's a reason Stallone didn't call Rocky 2 Rocky Wins, you know? It's too much information. <laughs> if, in that case, they'd have to call it winning the boxing match against Apollo Creed. <laughs> <laughs> no, Rocky 1 is Rocky Loses. Rocky 2 is Rocky Wins. Um, yeah, sorry. Okay. Rocky 3, we're getting into paragraph territory because there's a yeah. lot that's going to happen in Rocky 3. <laughs> So they say. I guess they just save Private Ryan and bish bash bosh. End of the day, film done. That should that shouldn't take more than an hour and a half, should it? Well, I've got news for you, Sam. It's war, yeah. and war is hell, and war movies are long. And I don't <laughs> suppose I could say whether you like this or not. Mm. I mean, you've shown no real kind of inkling towards 
like, and this this is by no means a knock because you like what you like, but yeah. you don't strike me as someone who's going to pursue history in your downtime. That's not like an interest of yours, right? <laughs> Does that come across in my level of knowledge? I know it just. <laughs> It feels like there's so much blur knowledge in there that World War yeah. II can't get a look in. No. Yeah, if this was a film about, you know, saving Graham Coxon, then maybe we're, we're on to D-Day. something. D-Day. Damon. Damon. Day. Day. Alburn. Yes, but it's not that. Yeah, I'm not I'm not one for history a lot of the time, so is it? I'm not sure. Not sure how I'm going to get on I with this. I feel like this is from that kind of crop of movies where it's like, this is the kind of the, the highly polished triple A blockbuster of the day. Okay. And I mean, I, I've seen, I mean, I remember first seeing this in school, I think. They showed it to us in history class. Mm. Fucking hell. That's like four lessons. Amazing. Great job, yeah. everyone. But, <laughs> I, I, but I didn't remember watching it myself, like I think one or two times after, because I did get interested in World War II and, and history in general in my later years. Yeah. I, I think I'm, I'm a fan of this mainly because, I don't know, I, I love kind of personable stories about people in war, whatever war it is, you know, mm. and I think it does do a very good job of that because we've got obviously quite a significant pedigree here. My memory, though, is that there's something really big that's going to happen at the start, and I'm not sure if the landing is stuck after that fact, so I'll be very intrigued to see okay. how you get on that front, but my general vague feeling is that, you know, this is like you've never eaten McDonald's before, but you like burgers, and you're going to go and have a Big Mac, you'll probably have a decent in time so i'm kind of feeling like this will will be a thumbs up in some regards but i don't know i mean we've got double nostalgia i got nostalgia for late 90s movies and then that has mm. caked into it the built-in nostalgia for the 40s why were they nostalgic about world war ii it was horrible but i don't know we'll see we'll see i guess but before we get to d-day let's get to the d-bag by which i mean the <laughs> mailbag Welcome to the mailbag. Oh! Welcome to the D-bag. The, the M-bag. Well, welcome to the mailbag. Thank you for sending in your questions, queries, comments, and other stuff to cinemaspoil at gmail.com. Yes, and these letters have all come from a guy whose job is to deliver the mail during the war, and he's had to go through all barbed wire and muck and shite it's awful yes and uh our correspondence today comes from tristan who writes tristan. the following i think this is very relevant given that we're going into a long movie as men in their 30s who enjoy caffeinated drinks i think that is true of both of us have you seen the app where people tell you the optimum spots in a film for a piss break so you oh. don't miss anything important in the cinema that's interesting i'm aware of this you are yes yeah 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 yeah, uh, what, what I'd say is that, like, I very rarely, if I'm in a cinema, go for a mid-film piss. Yes. But it's been a long time since I've seen a long, long, long boy of a film. Did you go cinema. to Oppenheimer no. then? No. <laughs> well, good luck understanding that movie on a small screen. <laughs> Fool. <laughs> I'm going to watch it on my phone as nature intended. <laughs> I don't... How would this... App, does the app tell you the time in the film that the piss would happen? Or does it tell you, like, something that you'll see? Like a, like know, a landmark it, in a film? Yeah, there is, there is basically kind of like... It's like, like how wasps would navigate. There's a visual landmark it gives you where it's like, right. when this bit starts, 
off to the toilet you go mm. and I, I i'm like yourself i don't like to weed during a movie no. and i you know there was a period of time when i was like in my kind of mid-20s where like i started peeing and like right in the middle of the night like 4 a.m in the morning i'm like okay mm. this is growing up this this is what it is now i pee in the middle of the night and i will start peeing in the cinema and i'm here to tell you today listener in their 30s that you can turn it around by carefully portioning out when and what you drink and put into your body and there's no movie peas for me still and there's no middle of the night peas still unless i greatly uncalibrate that it's been like that for yeah. 10 years and i want to keep it that way i was tempted during oppenheimer because me yeah. and joe did we did barbie and oppenheimer uh, we did the mm. double the double dash and right. we consulted but we realized that we didn't need it and i think when i went to it was one of the avengers movies that was particularly egregiously long and mm. i was like right i will probably have to go and we during this but there's a real great thing that'll keep you from doing that and you don't need no app just think about the toilet in the cinema yeah it's covered in piss isn't it it smells like piss everywhere like just piss ah! like a yeah. hose pipe that's been left on a, a leash goes but it's piss so yeah. when i really need to pee i think of that and my kidneys absorb that information and i no longer need to pee and it's yes. good it's it's good for me it's healthy and that's where we're at if a movie's going to be so long you need to pee in it i would go for the app though if you're feeling like don't piss nothing hollywood can make is worth pissing yeah, yourself for who's determining the bits of the movie that it's all right to miss whose decision is that's that that's it right is that, up, I, is that upvoted like fucking reddit or something it, there is a communal aspect to it i believe right. but when i looked at it for avengers it was literally mm. like oh this is the bit when they're all talking i'm like come on now what what's that like yeah i want i want the context for the really 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 good fight scene in a marvel movie. you know the really good ones that they do where it's all like wow this is like a wow. fucking you remember how you felt when you first booted up that xbox 360 <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! So, you know, I don't want to lose any of that context. No, and I, I, you know what I'd say? This robs you of the very satisfying, but probably dangerous for your body, big piss after the end of having to not piss for ages, which is a, it's a good feeling, man. I, I don't know if it's good. all right, but it's good. In terms of a feeling, it's the closest that pissing comes to sneezing, and that's a good thing. <laughs> it's a very good thing. And I wouldn't be sneezing in the cinema either. No, don't be doing that. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm curious about it, but I don't think I'm ever going to need it necessarily. I'm not taking any risks here now. I want no. to be open to all possibilities. The body, sure, it's changing all the yeah. time. So I yeah. would say, if you've got any peace strategies, and notice we did not mention the name of the app because we do not want to be misconstrued for an endorsement. So if no. you've got any lived experiences of how to we, by all means, cinemaswirl at gmail.com. Yes. Please tell us how... Tell us how. Tell us how to weigh. Yeah. There, there was one time it? when I saw the Miami Vice remake with Colin Farrell in it, and the movie was so boring. Despite me having taken in no great amount of fluid, my body's like, "You need to go pee now because this yeah, has been yeah. ninety minutes in your board." And I peed for a good five minutes straight in there, and I was like, "My body is draining itself of vital fluids to get me out of watching the end of this movie." I'm pretty sure I was peeing cerebrospinal fluid at the end there. It was no good. Bodies are amazing, man. They'll always. You you know, awesome. they'll do what's right. I'll always <laughs> take mine to the cinema. 
Yes. But <laughs> thank you for your question, Tristan. I think given that we're going into a big, long film, I think we're going to wrap up that M bag right there and just pop it back so. and we're just going to dive in. We're going to get into this war film. It's a big one, Sam. War. Yeah. Are you going to take, take lots of little breaks? Are you going to have your dinner during it? What's the strategy for big game Sam Chaplin? I'm going to have my dinner during it. Yeah. I don't know if it's split into three acts that sit exactly on the out. I, I think this is three acts. I've got in my head this is three hours. Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about your dinner. You're having a three act dinner. <laughs> you know, when you've got... The pizza, <laughs> yeah. the chicken diddlers, and the chips. One, yeah. two, three. I'm going to probably split this film off into chunks. I've, I've got it. But I don't know. You know, we shall see how the cards fall. And Sam? Yeah. What are you having for your tea tonight? Oh, a honey mustard chicken. Uh, oh. Yeah, a, sl- a slow cooker dish. Oh, Sam yeah. Chapolino, yeah. mamma mia. Oh, it's good stuff. I I start World War Three so I can have some. <laughs> Let's go do this. Let's Sam, initial gut reaction to saving Private Ryan, <sighs> but in a good way, like that. So it's a, it's a big. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <sighs> you, you just had that huh? that email on your mind about the big we. Are you just thinking that's the we after the movie that you're you're describing there now? That, ah, in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's more of like a uh, like a. Uh, uh, like because no, a we is like a positive like ah uh, this is more of a yeah uh, like a kind of fuck fucking out but but good but good like you know but good yeah but good so were you positive throughout or is this something that kind of built through the movie like are we, were we ebbing and flowing here i think pretty much positive throughout but uh, to be honest when i have a wee after watching a film i'm not thinking about the horrors of war that's how i'm trying to explain what that noise was but yeah it's gonna be hard to do our little jokes a lot about this film oh, sp- speak for yourself okay. i've got loads <laughs> i've got loads starting things off mm. saving private ryan the titles green line underneath more like saving private ryan fragment consider revising we'll be fine there we go also i liked that the font for the actual titles on the film that's war font we talked about how like the poster font is like cool graphic design it's 1998 or something. So you thought that was disrespectful to the War Dead, is what you're saying? If if they'd used that for the main the main title font, it's the same font that is used in Jackass. So I mean, you know, you can't you got to pick pick. Where one. do you think they got the idea from, Sam? <laughs> Johnny and the guys are sitting around watching them storm the beaches of Normandy, and he's like, "I got one of my crazy ideas, my trademark crazy ideas." Hi, I'm Steve O. And this yeah. is the Normandy Beach landing. <laughs> Will you live out a gamble if Dilly, how you play this? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, maybe we will survive making our little jokes about this. I feel reassured already that everything's going to be I okay. I see, this is the problem. If you watch it once, you feel it's disrespectful yeah. to have the odd joke here or there. I've watched this movie a couple of times. Right. So I... I like the challenge of trying to find fun in this long, sad movie about the horrors and intricacies mm. of being on the front lines of World War Number 2. Mm. That's right, the Second World War, the war so nice, they did it twice. Yes. And it really shouldn't have. It was, uh, I mean, oof. That's a long, bloody war. And I, and I mean that quite literally and figuratively. Yeah. So, we start out... <laughs> Should we just get into saving Private Let's get Ryan? into it, man. Yeah. All right, look, there can be jokes to be made. We start off and, ooh, he loves this war cemetery. He's so excited. He keeps walking. Slow down, granddad. Hey, <laughs> he's already eaten his trail mix. He's got a pep in his stuff. I mean, he's... Why is he like this at the other cemeteries? Well, this is a war cemetery, Johnny, and it's a little bit different for Grandpa here. Yes, great stamina from... The old mystery codger here. We're not quite sure who the... <laughs> mystery a... codger. <laughs> There's a bit of misdirection, I think, because we get this codger. <laughs> this seems disrespectful to call you codger. Sam, all right... Yeah. They're the greatest generation yeah. of codgers. Mm. So uh, something about codgers as well. It seems like kind of like I don't know, like kind of a, a nice stew you get up north or something like yeah. that. Oh, you got you got a bowl of codgers there. I do actually. I had a spare sausage going mm. in the fridge, so I made a nice bowl of codgers for this warm winter <laughs> evening. I made a bowl of codgers to warm me cockles. Yes, geezer. No, but the geezer. Geezer's like... Geezer's geezer. different. Yeah, geezer's different. Because I feel if you're a geezer, that's implying you have some sort of an agency over mm. your current state of being. Like, you opt in to become a geezer. Right. It's like being a player, basically. If you're a codger, that's just what you are. You're just a codger. You know, you can't, you can't help that. That's just the hands of time. I will say, Steven Spielberg, master of direction, mm. who picked up Oscar gold for this, no less. Quite the juggling act to begin the movie with an emotional climax yes yes There's several more yeah, to come yeah. you know it's a strong choice i wouldn't want him directing pornography sam <laughs> i don't think he'd do very well <laughs> i certainly wouldn't think it'd be his speed especially not if he started out with the you know american flag but kind of transparent and washed out and i was like oh maybe there's some symbolism in that yeah and like you know war cemetery sluts as a series <laughs> i thought was a little bit derivative yeah and it kind of got more disrespectful as the years went on if anything um <laughs> So this, come on, Kevin, stop being so disrespectful. Anyway, this codger's looking at some war graves. <laughs> he's disrespectful, right? If you're part of the, and let's call him what he is, he's the would-be war dead, because, you know, you've seen a lot of graves there. Yeah, yeah. And notably, he's not in any of them. He's he's alive and well. That would have been he's a twist if he'd have just gone into it? one. <laughs> My time has come, like, like that jam sketch. He's uh. literally jogging over the graves now mm. i don't know about you when i was a child going to the graveyard right yeah you know childhood days in the graveyard sure. right no i'm not as like a disrespectful goth hanging out writing poetry and eating red hot pepperamis in the graveyard i just mean visiting old dead codgers in my family okay, yeah, right yeah. there was a strict don't walk on the actual grave yeah and i'm like i'm not saying like walk over the tombstone i mean like the bit in front 
Like the gravestone is the pillow and the body is like yeah, the yeah. main bed, right? You don't walk on that bit. No, not for this, lads. Jog, jog, jog. Someone could construe that as a dance on a grave. Yeah, but they also, they, oh, I was going to say, they, they've not put like lanes there so you know where to walk and not to walk. It's not, you know. It's not something in your head. It's not like walking on the cracks on the pavement or something no, like that. It's are... way it's way worse. There's dusty old bones yeah. underneath there. It's not on. It's not on. Well, this old codger, he gets to one of the graves and he's crying and he's staring ahead and we hear the waves and we zoom in on his eyes, blue, blue eyes. And then we do yeah. a kind of a match cut to oh tommy hanks so i'm like oh there's that's old man hanks that's old man hanks back there all old men look the same you could show you a picture of any old man that could conceivably be you when you yourself become owls yes you know and i thought it was very brave to not go with the original direction of when you did the slow zoom in going june 6 1944 it was a summer i would never forget that was Probably not the way to start things, and I'm glad they didn't go that route, even though it was the start of a summer that they would literally never never forget. forget. Right, the lads are all getting ready here for D-Day. I don't know about you, Sam, nervous and supping on that canteen? It's going to be Wee Day, not (laughs) D-Day at this race. And you thought there was going to be no jokes. (laughs) With a piss email in the priest's world? Yeah. Come on, I'm giggling. I mean, I guess in that circumstance... Just piss how and whenever you want, really. You know, you're not really going to be worrying that much about piss. That pee- I, Piss is going to be the least of your worries on D-Day, is what I'm yeah, going to say. There's many yeah. other fluids here. A lot, lot of blood straight Loads away here. Yeah. They turn that salty, salty water iron red. Mm. And I would have thought if you did need to wee in this sort of a kind of a land invasion type scenario, sure, if you were a Nazi looking down the barrel of your gun and some lad's coming at you and he's got his gun yeah. and he's ready to do the bit of business of war and sure he's just pissing himself freely, that's going to get in the head. That psychological that's war. There, right there yeah that's gonna make you am i am i really willing to am i think i might be on the wrong side of this mm. one those guys are, those guys look like they're really ready for it they've got berserkers <laughs> they're peeing themselves I think we may be trying to distract ourselves from addressing the fact that this whole thing is like powerfully like grim it's good like it's oh it's yeah good but fuck fucking hell it's this this was your first stuff. time seeing that this this is the kind of the, the iconic bit of the movie i had to kind of stop myself because i didn't want to literally say that a lot of people say this movie is 10 15 minutes at the start of like the most incredible action scene ever and yeah. then it becomes this kind of a oh, long born footy duddy kind of war drama right. whatever it is now i've always wondered why people think that because it's like just because something's really great at the start doesn't mean that the different aspects of the movie they give you afterwards Mm. are any less valid no and i did a little searching and it turns out that kind of dirty rumor started and was circulated among a lot of critics because back in the day of 1998 was the beginning of extremely fierce turf wars between studios about who was going to win best Uh, picture at the oscars And dirty old scumbucket Harvey Weinstein of Miramax successfully managed to get Shakespeare in love to win the Oscar in 98 as opposed to this. And apparently one of the ways he did it was that he would make the talking point for when they were doing their interviews about, oh, how it's just 15 minutes of flash at the start and the rest of the movie doesn't live up to that. Spectac- You're just too spectacular, Stephen, at the start. You know, all, all flash, all climax at the start. Again, not 
getting into pornography anytime no. soon. But that's no. apparently this year was when that whole thing started of it not just being kind of, a, oh, a gentleman's agreement of I will put out my ad, we will have a screening and we will do some press and that's it. This is when it became, we're inviting you all, the Academy, you're all coming to our special party away in our sex island yeah, and yeah. you get all the shrimp you can eat Ugh. and it's not wrong and I'm going to give you 100 hours of Q&As per star and we're going to do round the clock press junkets and like Shakespeare in Love what is that this this is clearly an Oscar movie this oh, one this, come on this screams even if you don't like it it screams, screams Oscar. Oscar you can't help but hear the screams of Oscar over the screams of, of the war dead when they're attacking the murder uh, holes that's right murder holes yes what's a murder hole Sam what is a murder hole Kevin I'm going to throw that question right back to you the whole thing a murder hole what's a murder hole murder hole i'm gonna guess that a murder hole is basically one of those pits that have been dug in there so that if you fall in they just go uh, blap you good and proper right and i know look it's it's difficult isn't it because you're starting with the beach episode of the anime here yeah. in saving private ryan and it's kind of like you doing the way day on the beach already do you reckon placement on the boat was decided by like popularity or seniority because i don't know about you i'd be you know i've picked up some of them queuing habits from from me brits and i'd be finding a way to mosey myself towards the back of the boat so to speak is that better oh yeah that is better yeah i've just realized why that's no 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 sam no no i think you're right though the front of the boat maybe you should take that take that now i'll see i'll scoop it out in the back just in case maybe they draw straws i don't know i've not really i think you know you just kind of that's when it's good to be punctual in it when they're filling up it the is boat. no it's good there to are, not be punctual i don't know i don't know how they do it look there are lessons to be learned here if any of you are thinking about storming any beaches in a war-based scenario yes and the one thing i definitely picked up from this sam is it's the smart soldier who keeps their gun in the wrapper yeah i liked the plastic gun wrappers good i like that, that. was nice and they were see-through so you could still see the gun yeah so you, you didn't think you're accidentally carrying a load of bamboo sticks or something like that by mistake <laughs> or a clarinet <laughs> all these american soldiers have bought us presents <laughs> yay. yay oh no <laughs> they're guns there's something eerily beautiful about people getting shot underwater and yeah. i think it's shot that way of like the blue and the red and it's just peaceful and quiet but jesus christ i did spend a lot of time in this scene dwelling on the different ways you could die in this scenario and kind of ranking which one was better and certainly seeing the lads get artistically shot underwater was a lot more appealing to the death cult inside of me than the lad who drowned under all that heavy gear and equipment yeah that's just like Uh. yeah i don't think i want to go that way here's a question for you sam Hmm. do you think they dye the rivers in america red on d-day like they do on saint patrick's day when they make them green no you reckon not you reckon not no we see uh tom hanks or star or or big time star Hmm. looking more like nathan fielder than he ever has in any Uh, of the movies we've seen him in yeah (laughs) and he he goes into the kind of slow-mo i'm gonna call it trauma cam because you know he's kind yeah, of that's, that's good seeing the, the real horrors of war people on fire people with missing limbs it's just it goes yeah it's just this is probably one of the, the first times we had this type of filming in a hollywood blockbuster like this because yeah. you know it's not shot like a typical war movie was before this no you know because you've got a lot of the i don't almost feels kind of slightly documentary yeah, like yeah, they're trying yeah. to get you in in the muck it, 
not taking away from the heroism of all that, but they want you to see the kind of the, the grimy side of it. Yes. There is a lot of people straight up exploding. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, and it's a delicate balance because I think if you get to a certain point, and this is someone who's read all of Fist of the North Star, there's a certain point in which exploding people becomes funny mm. and they manage to fall good and short of that yes, here. They miss, they miss that mark. There are just buckets of blood fucking sloshing. You, you are, you're really in it. You're fucking in the thing and it feels very quite tiring to say the least and just Yeah, brutal. I got a little seasick watching them at the start yeah. here as well, yeah, yeah, bobbing yeah. about. Um, do you think they put out like a flag? Like, you know, when the water quality is poor at Blackpool, yeah, they put yeah. up a sign saying, no, too much shit in the water today. You know, uh, would they put something saying tourists give Normandy Beach a miss? today maybe it's not the time for the the picnic once they sort of no dogs in this area that kind of thing yeah <laughs> I'm, yeah i'm familiar with those cream like van cutting a wide berth there is all yeah. i'm saying there's been no 99 sold on the beach here today no do you reckon that medics are kind of a moot point here like we have a lot of medics attending to the war exploded the fallen it's optimistic isn't it to be treating them as they go but if your insides were outside of you, you wouldn't want them to say, oh, well, may as well just keep going. There was a lot of morphine being injected into viscera, is, yeah. is all I'm saying, where we yeah. saw this here. I'll tell you what I love, Sam. Keep it light, keep it light. I love Bangalores. Yeah. I love them. They're great. They're really fun. They're like the ultimate indoor firework. Yes. Um, pass me a Bangalore. You got any bangers? Give me a Bangalore. Bangalore. It's fun to say. It's fun to say. And if you want a Bangalore, you have to ask the man in WH Smith to go get the special key so he'll take out the Bangalores because <laughs> yeah. they're a bit too spicy for over the counter. Kevin, I was just reading my notes and I've written one lad gets shot in, in the helmet, but that's not as funny as it sounds because he's it, no. he, it, he doesn't get shot in the willy. He gets shot in the head and takes off his helmet out of surprise and then gets shot fully in the head. Um, Man, oh. these guys don't know how to handle their own look. No, that's all I'm they saying. Don't. No. You know, they give all the looks to the stupidest people. Sometimes it feels like. Well, lucky we've got old man MacGyver Tom Hanks, and I will say from from the get go, it's a war movie, so don't expect him to be called anything other than Tom Hanks yeah, Tom or Hanks. any of the many interchangeable privates to be given names because no. they're all the fucking same. As far as I'm, <laughs> they're all they're the lads. They're that's the lads. it, isn't it? They're, they're a bunch of lads. They're the lads. Yeah. That's it. And uh, yeah, oh, my man MacGyver Tom Hanks here. He combines objects from his inventory Mm. to gain an advantage on those Nazi scumbags. Oh, the Tears of the Kingdom mirror stick that he's made there to kind of see around the corner. That's that's pretty cool. I mean, I got big LucasArts vibes from the gum with the weapon with the reflective material all together. World War II, one hell of a point and click (laughs) game. I mean, it is. There's a lot, a lot of pointing and clicking going on oh, here. Yeah, yeah, a lot. And they're they're making a bit of progress at this point, and they they kind of find they're getting towards the kind of the the base. They've started actually killing some of the Nazis. It all looks up on the bright side when you climb out of your murder hole and you yes. head towards the main base. Did you notice that the Christian seemed to get a bit of a buff when once he did his little? He had his uh, yeah, yeah. special art, his artifact on him that gave him uh, increased he got a, stats. A God buff. It was impressive. Yeah, I liked it. Flamethrowers in play here. Yeah, look. I know that some of the ones being set on fire are Nazis, but still, yeah, you know, some about set on fire is is real bad. Like 
That's... Yeah, there, I had really strong um, I'm telling vibes throughout <laughs> this. Like, I, I, yeah. like, like they start shooting surrendering men. And I'm like, I'm telling. Yeah, that's naughty. <laughs> well, you're the little that's... dweeb lad who comes up later on. <laughs> that's you. Hey, I'm just saying, like, there are rules. Yes. And I'm going to tell one of the war teachers that you did you not didn't play, play by war them. properly. It's not fair. Yeah. Jeez, did you see Tom Hankston when he was rigging in? The mobile phones were huge oh, back then. Proper big buggers. The size of that thing. Yeah. Oh, well, God almighty. I was going to say just people having fun, not a phone in sight, but there's a few hanging about. So, and, they're, and they're not really having fun. He's calling in his next moves on Bejeweled. That's what's happening there. There's no help coming from base. It, it's just how they did it back then. Ask your granddad about it. He'll tell you. He'll tell you. There's a close-up of one lad just kind of straight up sobbing. Because they've, they've kind of, at this point, they've sort of won that little battle. They've got some Germans. Skirmish. They've won the well, skirmish. No, they won? They, they, they've got bloody Vinnie, Vinnie Diesel Vin on Diesel. their sides. Yeah, yeah. Of course they're going to win. And this is the same year he did the Street Sharks promotion. So that's a busy calendar wow. for OVD. Yeah. And I, I liked the one lad gathering dirt from every country he's been in. That was quite sweet. I appreciate the sentiment. Yeah. But my question is... Why not a smaller tin? Yeah, that's weighing you down, mate. That, that is, is weighing, weighing you down. down. Yeah. You know? And they show all the corpses on the beach, and there's a fucking load of them. And one of them is Private Ryan. So I guess the mystery is over, and they're not saving him because he's fucking dead. I saw the corpse. And we, uh, we end the film. And then the credits. Not only is Private Ryan dead, they've killed the fish as well. That's not... <laughs> <laughs> no. The Fisher neutral innocent bystanders yeah yeah they don't meddle in the affairs of humans innocent by swimmers because they're not they don't they yeah that's stand. true actually yeah. they're not really be standard about are they yeah, yeah. floaters maybe <laughs> uh, i just say like floaters. by floaters you know uh quite a view yes mm. and we cut back to top army brass hq yes where the letters they are heavy and they're coming out fast and I'll tell you what about the U.S. Army. Thank you all for your service. They write one hell of a letter. This is good shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, if you, if the if the letter is like your son's dead of war, you gotta gussy up the language. You can't just chat GPT that. You've got to like that's got to no. be you know. You can't get that you from Google have all and swap the fingers names. and toes accounted for. Yeah, Clippy isn't going to finish this one for you, and I like that it was done on a typewriter. Mm. The, the personal touch, yes, as well. Colonel Cranston, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I thought if you lost an army, you get to go home from the war. That's saddle you with paperwork. <laughs> yeah, Brian, Brian Cranston's here. I mean, the, the the cast of this is just there's just random stars turning up every now and then. Uh, funny enough that you mentioned Jackass earlier, Joe. Watched half of this movie with me and mm. she commented around the point ted danson showed up is like if you told me steve-o appeared in this movie i would 100 believe you because it's just and it's not just big stars it's like big stars medium stars people who are not yet stars, stars yet to it's come. quite yeah. the, quite the galaxy that you're given here in this steven spielberg joint but i'll tell you it's a bad time to be a ryan they're falling thick and fast yes there's three ryan brothers down they're all dead. Now, they're all very sad, all the top brass here, about the fact that all the Ryans are dying. Yeah. And dying there's like Ryan. this intervention from like the, the head of the staff, and he's like, well, look, we're not letting this happen here. I don't fully 
buy. This could very well be based on an entirely true story. Mm. But I don't fully buy this very bureaucratic empathy. In a world where any time I get an NHS appointment, I always get two letters saying the same thing. <laughs> I don't think they would figure this out. They would probably think that one guy has accidentally been written down as dead four times. Okay. I, I thought you were doubting like that they would have the decency to suggest that they get the fourth Ryan out of there. But you're just saying from an admin point of view... It's from an admin perspective. Yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, I've no doubt as America is very much an emotive superpower. Yes. I will give them that, yeah. you know. But they're saying, look, we can't even find the other private Ryan, yet alone say him. Mm. And then your man whips out a letter from Abraham Lincoln. And I'm look, say what you will. These lads throughout history can write one hell of a letter. Yeah, yeah. Beguile? Excuse me. I literally don't mind that who's dead if you've used that word correctly mm. in a letter. Exactly. That's a dream. <laughs> That's the pick-me-up that you need if if the letter's about death. But there's a there's a sole survivor policy, and they're just basically saying, come on, we can't, we've got to get this fourth Ryan out of here and get him back home to his mum because we're not letting Mrs. Ryan have to go through this one more time. And so that's... Heck no! That's the plan. We're going to send someone in, and they're going to save, saving... They're going to be saving Private Ryan. <laughs> That's what they're going That's to be That's the plan. Saying. Yes. And before that, of course, we have to go and, and speak to Mrs. Ryan. Mm. And it's a very, very tender scene where she's sitting there, she's doing some dishes, and the army's car rolls up. Yeah. And they all come out and they go, Mrs. Ryan, your sons are coming home. In the back of an ambulance! Because the hearses are full. No, that's not. They don't. They don't do that. They don't. They, it's, no. There's no talking in that bit. Uh, no, no, this. World War One. The football was not World War Two. No. Although there is a bit later where it does feel like a prank has been played, but it's an accident. But like, <laughs> I was going to say, there's no pranks in this, but there are some sort of some sort of yeah 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 yeah. meanwhile at war at war now i would say if you're at war in war shaving is pointless yeah agree it's not shaving private ryan is it thank you good night thank you very much you might as well end the episode there now i mean and but you know uh they were tempted me sam yeah these gis they got corned beef Mm. Mm, not so bad corned beef's nice no, not bad. I could be wrong. That could be chipped beef, in which case yeah. it's a whole other conversation that we're having. Much like what is chipped beef? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I've not heard of chipped beef. Um, chipped beef. I know it's it's an army ration, right? Chipped. I may have watched quite a few videos mm. with Joe of people eating old army rations. Well, oh, like actual legit army rations that they've oh christ it's a whole genre i'll, I'll give you that <laughs> thanks to the uh, to the pandemic and bill gates we're all eating chipped beef now aren't we we're all just ingesting <laughs> chipped pork chipped beef mr gates we figured we, we've got the latest data ah good what does it say the beef is in stores <laughs> now good good, good. <laughs> <laughs> stroking clippy I like the phrase, this is going to be like finding a needle in a stack of needles. That's, you know. Bloody hard, and it's going to be sharp and pointy as well. Yes. War is sharp, isn't it, Sam? It is sharp. And speaking of sharp, we've got Daniel Faraday from Lost. Yes. Yes. Oh, I was going to try and surprise you with my Lost knowledge. I'm sorry, yes, but... That's right. It's, as Joe described it, the non-Scottish physicist from, you know, that hole that they're in. Yes, yeah. (laughs) And I was like, the murder hole? No, the number hole. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's here, and he's uh, up him. 
He's probably the only one of these lads whose name I remember because they keep shouting like up em, uh, up em, up em. Now he's not done any combat before, but he's very he's a lemon. He's very, he's very good with his languages. He can translate, so they need him for that. So they're bringing him. Oh yeah, on the mission. That's going to stop the Nazis. German words. That, they ha- words. Yeah. yeah. Check out mm. Neville Chamberlain over here. Well, all the other boys don't like Upham. They're like, you're not mm. a proper soldier. Ooh la la, Mr. Language. Oh, say some more words. Boo. Like, they're slagging him off. You don't even know what foobar means. That's our secret cool army words that we only tell our mates. He thinks it's... He's like, I'm looking in the German dictionary. I can't find it. What a dweeb. Ah, he doesn't even know. Okay. Foobar is what they used to call boost bars before they changed them <laughs> in Ireland, you idiot. Fool. Now, you think it couldn't get any worse. Mm. Bunch of lads off on a silly mission to find a missing private in God knows where. Yeah. And sure, Jesus, it starts raining. It'll be World War Three uh, at this rate. Oh, yeah, get, get the brollies out, lads. Christ. It's not what you want to say. Because, yeah, if you're holding an umbrella, yeah. where is your aiming going to be on the rifle? It'll be out in your backside, basically. Right. Dragon's Den, mate. The rifle yeah. is an umbrella. Like, the end of the... It, the rifle end has an umbrella on it that you can choose to use. I feel like we're closing in on something because that... that plastic sheet let's be honest it's the most impressive thing we've seen in world war ii yeah, so yeah. far yes if we could somehow engineer that to also be the covering uh, we're onto something yeah yeah dry boys are better than wet boys I've when it comes to our boys fighting the nazis yes or should i say year boys fighting the nazis or boys some of whom were selling weapons to the nazis <laughs> okay. were, were neutral in all accounts right fun fact i found that out when i was doing my grade seven speech and drama exam and i was given a book of winston churchill speeches to read out as my unseen reading which was part of the exam yeah, yeah. and i just started reading it out i'm like wait what and he's like and the guy was like nodding like yeah that's right little boy you're gonna find out all sorts hold on who, who sold weapons to the nazis now some militant members of certain paramilitary organizations in Ireland. may or may not have facilitated the sale of certain weapons. Wow. Which that pig, Winston Churchill, was only too happy to jump up on in a speech of such note, a boy had to read it in a speech and drama exam in 2003. I'm so used to being on the back foot in terms of history and who's on the right side of things in terms of our nations. And now the shoe is on the other foot. And that shoe... Now, I will say this is a period of time where there were literal British fascists being sent over to kill and murder that's a different episode it's a different episode (laughs) forget it it's all uh paul giamatti's here we've got paul giamatti and he definitely didn't sell weapons to the nazis because he's on our side your side he's one of our ones (laughs) i put down that there's a lot of like conversation going on and talking over each other it's a bit like uncut gems at times but that's a weird (laughs) reference to make (laughs) i'm like Hold on, lads. I can't hear who's talking to who. But, you know, I I think, again, that's the reality of war. It's not like, we're going to go over here and save the day. It's more like, what? Who's... uh, uh, Cover! And it's just, you know, chatting. You listen to the guy with one finger in his ear who's got a big phone. Yeah. He's the guy who tells you what your next objective is. And you also get great little phrases dropped in in the war. Obviously, FUBAR is all well and good, but Mm -hmm. shoot and scoot? Yes, please. I like that a lot. Yes. Little shoot and scoot. So there's a there's a little I think French family here who 
are in trouble and they've got kids and they're trying to get the soldiers to take the kids away from this bit that yeah, they're, they're in. Like, oh, mama, où es-tu? Yeah. Je suis à la manger. And they're like, look, we can't take them. We're, we're having a time to do our aural exam. Yes, no. Take on any of these French children. And before you know it, the biggest stake on the rack gets hung up. They shoot our man, Vin Diesel. And that is so upsetting to me. If this was a war with cars, yeah. he'd have survived and thrived. But it's not car wars, it's World War Two, and there are very few cars. Yes. So he's, he's, he's out of his element, isn't he? Vin was just trying, he, he was trying to save the, a child. He was, it, it, at the end of the day, it was about family. And that family that was, was what mattered to him. I think, yeah. you know, Vin, if I'm you... You got to just treat it as a job, man, you know, and you were in deep with the street sharks and I get they're charismatic fighters who inspire and you might want to be like Ripper or Big yeah, yeah. Samu and save a child, but you need to know something. You're, you may look like you are a part fish mutant man, but you're not. You're just a man. No, you're just a man. And like I would say the same thing if Slobster was there. You don't go near him. Don't go near him. Yeah, no. His eyes bigger than your stomach. I'm not trying to say he deserved to die, but I'm just saying the real street sharks could have handled the situation. Sure, I see what you're saying. Now, Vin Diesel is there kind of bleeding out. A German sniper is about to get him, but then the German sniper gets taken out by our sniper. And, and But then ultimately Vin Diesel does die. But I just wanted to say, I think of like characters in war movies, the snipers are always like kind of weird. They've got a kind of yes. weird vibe to them. Um, and I, I gravitate towards it. I quite like the snipers. It's funny you say that because this is the part of the movie that Joe was most interested in. Mm. My sniper wife, who just <laughs> out of sheer boredom started doing the sniper mode in Hitman a few years ago right. and now has gobbled through several sniper-only video games. Yeah, yeah. And she started critiquing the shots that the sniper oh, was taking. Okay. All right. So she's big into it. I don't know what it's about you outsiders. You just love being up in a tower shooting people with your scopes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a solo pursuit i suppose you know more so than the rest of the war like you're a bit more we should do enemy at the gates that's a that's just a sniper movie that is um i'm up sorry hold on you're doing it again no, I, I need to drink it's not unprofessional <laughs> it's fine i'm up for i'm up <laughs> don't make me do it i'm up for some some sniping yeah you know what i'm keeping in the bit where i uh, i'm knocking things about i'm keeping in the bit where i take a big sip i'm doing it i'm doing it right now <laughs> i love snipers they're great See, the, the only time in nearly 10 years of podcasting with you where i was like just a slight note yeah don't bring the can to your mouth mid-sentence and that has turned into a fourth wall-breaking moment <laughs> from a man who literally delayed this recording by 15 minutes to pick up how many cans of Pepsi Max? 96. 96. Boom. 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 And I'm going to drink those 96 quite a bit of beings and I'm going to enjoy them. And you know what? Breaking news in the middle of Saving Private Ryan. I'm back on the Pepsi Max and I've been back on yeah. it. We'll get to that later. That's how I found out, by the way, yeah. as well. <laughs> but 96 cans of Pepsi were coming. 96? <laughs> Which, listener, I don't know yeah. if, if it's just me alone here, but... 
The 96 cans implies that this is not a recent... (laughs) (laughs) This isn't like a, oh, the other day this happened. This is a long, ongoing, (laughs) hidden aspect of this. We've not really done breaking news in Cinema Swirl before. But But now we are. Remind me, we'll do a Pepsi Swirl next episode and we'll get into this. Please. We've got to get back to the war. There's more war to talk about. Did you notice there's a distinct lack of way and yeah when, like, Nazis get killed in this? Yeah. They're they're very much trying to show you that, like, everyone dying is a life lost and tragic in its its own unique way, I guess. It's uh, very grounded and realistic. I don't think anyone's like, Yeehaw, we sure showed them Nazis. There's no Wilhelm screams when anyone is is killed in this. No. And Nazis were always doing Wilhelm screams in the 70s and 80s in war movies. Yeah, there's not none of that because that would be too gimmicky. And this is, this is real, man. And Vin Diesel's dead. Already one man down in this quest for one man. So already you're at a net loss, I think. We're kind of almost at the back foot here immediately. Yeah. 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 Ted Danson's in the house and he's got a private Ryan that might fit the bill. Out comes private Ryan. I'm sorry, Nathan Fillion. You're not famous enough to be our private Ryan. Now go make another season of Castle. Oh wait, you can't because of your long publicized feud with your co-star and you defended Joss Whedon, you fucking idiot. Wow. He just had the easiest fucking career in the palm of your hands oh i've got some bad defended someone else news later on for one of, one of the members Yay! Of this that's <laughs> what happens when you've a cast this big there's i think a there's worse be... one than that <laughs> i didn't think that anyway can i just say as well nathan fillion mm. the only man who politics to have his co-star kicked off their hit series at the end of season eight yeah and then it didn't get renewed for season nine <laughs> Because you weren't enough of a draw, Nathan. You were, you couldn't fill the seats. And your brothers are dead, mate. Oh, wait, they're not. Wrong one. Ah, fuck you. And Tom Hanks is quite dismissive when this guy's like, wait, what? Oh, no. Are my brothers okay? What's going on? Ah, fuck you. It's- got a job to do yeah they uh hole up in a church which is the world war ii equivalent of an airbnb yeah i feel like we haven't touched on the fact that like i know you said ted danson is here it's just ted danson's there for a bit and then he's gone like that's yeah yeah, fine i was like is that it is ted danson and then i googled like is it ted danson and there were articles that are like yes that is ted danson (laughs) i I must say and i i've there was a point where I didn't want to talk about these types of things, but I feel like it's part of the viewing experience now. And I will say, through no desire of my own, and as shonky as it is, and incomplete as it often is, and infrequent as it is, the existence of X-Ray on Amazon Prime mm. makes it my favourite place to watch movies now for Cinema Swirl, because if I get my point of reference, yeah, yeah. I can confirm it. It's double-checked on IMDb. I appreciate that. I'll say it once again. Put that much effort into your subtitling options. We were fine here. They were out of sync. They were out of sync. Yeah, yeah. It's frustrating when it... Because it's like, it's roughly in the right place. But it's not not on it, you know. It's not on the beat. I only started my TV for some reason. Like, five minutes in, I'm like, oh no, something's wrong. (laughs) Like, if I could, I would have blown into my TV (laughs) like it was a Super Nintendo to try and make it work. Uh, But yeah, they booked a lovely church Airbnb, as you said. They're all kind of reminiscing about old times when they get a chance to just Uh, rest and hang out. Well, I mean, Tom Hanks is saying I've lost the lives of 94 men, which is 
almost <laughs> as many cans of Pepsi Max as I got to left. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a lot of, lot of lost souls coming up very soon. Like. If I want to visualise that amount of loss of life, it's like... <laughs> Four twenty-four packs of dead men, you know, like that's that's, that's how a you lot. Can see, you know, it. I know Sam. Sam went for the twenty-four packs there, yeah. not for a six-pack, like no. you or I would visualize. Uh, no. That is the scale at which he was dealing with here. Now they have a little chat, and I thought this is an interesting talking point, Sam. Mm. The trick to falling asleep, and I'm sure this is doubly important if you've had ninety-six cans of Pepsi Max. Yes, the trick to falling asleep is to try to stay awake because. The more you try, the more you will just fall asleep. Or was it the other way around? Uh, that, I can't remember. Uh, that's, what he said. Yeah. that's what he said. Yeah, yeah. I don't agree with that. But then again, we are in the age of handheld video gaming devices. Yeah, well, yes. <laughs> and there's this, it's the lad Wade talking about his mum and how his mum would, I think, work nights. And the only time... Yeah, he only had a little brief window, so he wanted to try and stay up, and that always made him fall asleep. Have you got any tips if if you're like, I need to sleep, and I'm going to expedite this process? Not really, no. I'm all right with sleeping these days, despite the, you know, the caffeinated beverages. I'm I'm pretty good at just getting head on the pillow, gone. It used to be like listening to podcasts and stuff, but now it's just... Uh, I'm just out. I mean, I I know people, I get messages from people going that Mm. they like to listen to this podcast particularly, because... We have our outro and intro that's always the same, mm-hmm. and uh, it's beautifully nicely uh, put together and equalised and edited by our main man Sam over here, who does a fabulous five-star job all the time, and we don't have ads. No. Patreon.com forward slash cinema swirl. <laughs> and I would say if you are trying, if you're struggling to sleep... <laughs> I thought you were going to say if you're struggling to make a website, you need Squarespace. Like <laughs> Squarespace. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah i agree with you that podcasts are for me not a great way to get off to sleep no. mainly because if i think about podcasts i'm thinking about work i have to do with my podcast yes. which probably isn't a great it's like think about your, your job and that's probably not a great way to fall yeah. off but i do like being read to i do like being read to joe yeah. has read me yeah. many a small novella which i've caught around 70 percent of because i fall asleep still not entirely sure what happened at the end of being there but i'm pretty sure it's all going to work out pretty good for Mr. Chauncey Gardner. Actually, being read to or reading is pretty. That's pretty. Mm. That'll that'll do you. Think if it's a really shit boring <laughs> old book. Not saying that about being there. Not no. saying that about being there. But this lad's talking about how you know he had that slim window to speak to his mum, and sometimes he'd pretend to be asleep. He'd kind of be almost resentful and like not not give her the opportunity to talk to him. And, and now when he's at war, he's kind of regretting that and feeling sad about that and wondering why he ever did that. And it's particularly poignant. Oh, and, and it's sad. true what they say. It's true what they say. War does change people. Yeah. Ring your mum, guys. Come on. Ring your ring your mum, particularly when you're at war. There's a big pool. There's a bet on who's going to get some information about what Tom Hanks's job was pre-war. That's that's building up in the background. The money's building that, up. As well as he has shaky hands. Yes. Got the shakes. Yeah, he has that from like the first scene, doesn't he? You see a little bit yeah. of his uh, hands. hands get, it gets progressively worse as the movie progresses. Following morning, they're marching through all the German prisoners of war, and I thought they were just going to shoot them all, seeing as that's what they've been doing so mm. far with prisoners. Instead, the Jewish guy is just pointing at his star David, going, Juden. Juden. Huh? How do you like that, you piece of fucking shit? Huh? I, I, you love I to like see that. it. That's that, good. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> if he did that and then they got shot, that would have been like, whoa, man, whoa. you're really nailing it. <laughs> They're still trying to find Ryan. They're in like another another group of lads. They're going through dog tags, which is what you you know you take off when soldiers die, trying to find Ryan's name, and they're doing it in front of all the this, the other lot, and it seems a bit disrespectful. Yeah, to be like, ah, it's, who's it's this fucking dickhead? They're oh. not <laughs> treating them like dog tags. They're treating them like pogs. That's yeah. what they're doing here, yeah. and that is disrespectful to the would-be war dead also, it, as well my, as the war dead. I, I'm now not sure whether I just said it then, but like in my notes, I keep I've written dog tags down as dog legs. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. Like every there's two references to dog legs. And they're flipping through dog legs, dog tags, dog tags. I like that they have exhausted all credible options. Ryan. So now they're like, oh Ryan, Mario, Mario. Yeah, you know, this Luigi's Mansion, man. That's how you're gonna find him, and it, it, it works. works pretty much immediately. It's like, oh, my my friend knows, <laughs> Private Right, and then he comes, and he's so. There's a right now for a very serious film. There's a lad here whose hearing is bad because he had a grenade blow up next to his head. And Tom Hanks is trying to be like, do you know Private Ryan? And he's like, who? What? I can't hear so good. I don't hear so good. (laughs) Private Ryan. And it, it's, you know what? A bit of fun. A bit of levity. I mean, if I was to be wounded in war, I would hope at least it should give some of the officers a bit of jest. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's a crack with it, you exactly. know? Exactly. And so they, they now know where Ryan's supposed to be. There's a bridge that they're kind of... He describes it as babysitting, but they've got to guard a, a bridge. So they know that that's their next waypoint. they got the to go bridge to the bridge. over the River Ryan. It's their next objective marker, yes. a.k.a a hot lead yeah on the way they decide to take an overtly dangerous diversion because they're like oh look and i mean look we've all been there you're playing the witcher whatever you see a really scary monster you go i'm gonna go fucking womp that shit and that's the same he's got eyes bigger than his command stomach i believe has old captain tom yes Captain Tom Hanks, not not Captain Tom. I don't want to disgrace this interview by invoking uh, <laughs> by invoking the embattled, dead, controversial Captain Tom more. No, now Tom Hanks is the one who's pushing for this neutralizing a gun nest. The men are all like, "Nah, mate." And he's like, "But look, it's a gun nest. It'll just spawn more Nazis. We have yeah. to take it out." One of them says, "Sir, I don't have a good feeling about this one." And Tom Hanks says, "When was the last time you felt good about anything?" Which I mean, that's. In time of war, can't really argue with that. And so, yeah, anyone who's feeling good about war, the the wrongans. Yeah. Now Upham, the lads with the languages, he can't do any of the war, so he's just kind of hanging out at the. He's not got his hours in. Like he's not. He's not got his, his sheets signed off. At one point, I expected him to be like, "Mom says you've got to play a two-player game," because it's just like he's left out of like war. He just has to sit at the back and like hold the ammo. I mean, he likes to watch Crash Bandicoot, but he can't really do much. I think he's figured out that the second controller plugged in doesn't do anything. <laughs> no, you're not controlling the mask. That you're not. No. And so Don't tell he. Him that. We're kind of seeing it from his perspective that there's just booms and bangs and smoke and you don't really know what's going on. And it turns out that Wade, the lad who was talking about his mum, has been shot. He And, he, and he's the medic! He's the fucking medic! It's fucked when oh, your medic's dying. That's like if you at the chef. That's ridiculous. And I thought his performance was fantastic. He's crying out for his, his mum in the end. And he, he goes and it's very, very sad. And they've gone through this thing that they thought was unnecessary. And one of them, another one of them has died. And I thought the performance was so good that I looked up the uh, the actor. And uh, oh, Sam, I just Sam, Sam. found this little bit on Wikipedia. 
Did you type the word controversy in after no, his name? No, I just scrolled down. In 2023, uh, Rabisi wrote a letter to the court seeking leniency for Danny Masterson after Masterson Uh-oh. was convicted of raping two women. So, I, I, it was a real sudden whiplash feeling there from, wow, this guy's performance is incredible to... Isn't that funny as well that this lad is basically a no-name thinks that after Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis sent their letters in defending the monster, that his one might be the tipping point. <laughs> oh, more. God. Yeah, so um, I'm, I'm glad he's dead. <laughs> I'll I, I tell you, though, I, I did pick up some tips from the war here from his character. A couple mm. of tips going on. Number one, looking through the war on a scope from a safe distance, that sounds like my kind of war. I could yeah, do yeah. that probably, you know, kind of like a documentary maker, except I don't have to actually collate or edit any of the footage. Yep. Also as well, if you're dying and you're the medic and you're like, I need more morphine, and they're all like, ah. And like, no, like, yeah, no, it's fine. Morphine. Yeah, and I'd be like, no, I need loads of morphine and I, I need all your corned beef rations as well because I've lost too much of my own meat and I need to replace it with yours. Can you chip some beef for me, please? I'm dying. Please. Please. Rehydrate this ration for me. His beef gets real chipped with morphine. Like, he's 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 probably ultimately getting morphine to death, hopefully, you know, is what you're kind of thinking there. He's really morphine. In terms morphine. of how you can die in the war, yeah. not a bad no, way to go, is no. it? No, one of the best. Ones. Move over being shot artistically underwater. <laughs> Morphine, Morphine overdose now takes the lead in the World War II death game. Hooray. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe for more <laughs> lists. Of and the guys, top. let us know how you'd like to die in any World War II scenarios using the hashtag Cinema Swirl War Dogs. Yes. So, after all of this booming and banging and Wade dying, they've got a German soldier and he's surrendering but they want to fucking kill him anyway. They're pissed off. They're angry. And they've got a taste for it at this point as well. They've done loads. And look who's fucking piping up his little up and being like, no, guys, that's not the rules of war. That's not how war works. Uh, I want to give the German soldier water. While he's digging a grave. But they're not having it. They want to kill this guy. Look, I saw it from their perspective here. Look, they're all a bit shook. The nerves were a bit jangled here. They just needed to murder one POW to steady the nerves. Yeah. Just let me kill one, Captain Tom, as a straightener. I'll be okay after I kill this one. (laughs) Stop calling him Captain Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Has there ever been a word that is entirely only associated with alcoholics like the word straightener? (laughs) Maybe cocaine addicts. Yeah. Maybe them too. And Captain Tom, he's straight up just having a little cry. Like, he's the one who pushed them to do this and now... He's shook. Oh, the God. dude's like, come on, don't kill me, guys. I'm America. Cool beans. Fancy schmancy. Betty Boop, what a dish. I mean... I think they start singing the national anthem, but doing it wrong and repeating. Like it's like really weird and sad. It was kind of weird and sad, but also like you know impressive. Kind of like when I was in Tunisia and that guy thought I was English and started singing English fish and chips, (laughs) FA Cup and Georgie Best. And I'm like, oh, what do you sell? And he's like, what? 
And sorry, I don't speak English, so I just know, know my little bit there. Like. Oh, and then he started saying fuck Hitler, didn't he? That guy introduced. No, um, this, he did. this guy starts saying fuck Hitler. He says he's sorry about Wade and he's surrendering, but they're still like, we want to fucking kill this piece of shit. Tom Hanks listens to Upham. Voice of reason. Puts a blindfold on this guy, says, walk over there, mate, and we'll run and hide, and fair's fair. Ultimate stag do prank. Blindfolds you, make you walk across the battlefields. Yeah. Uh, they've done you there, mate, so you stagged you good and proper. At least pull his trousers down before you make him do like hey. <laughs> Uh, and the boys are like pissed off to the point where there's like a insubordination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a there's like a which is like insubordination brawl. is like landlocked mutiny essentially. It's 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 very bad. It's poisonous in any outfit. Yeah, and guns are revealed. And well, there's only one way out of this: break the glass in case of emergency. Captain Tom <laughs> gives us his backstory. Yes. See, what I wanted to do was set up a charitable foundation in my name, and that money was uh, misappropriated and resting in my account. What I wanted to be was to be the first corpse that could live in a sauna for the rest of I was yes. buried there it was a mausoleum cum spa that's it's it's all legitimate it's it's all accounted for Tom Hanks' character was a school teacher back in before he, he, he breaks the tension by being like oh the, I, I was a teacher and now I'm worried my wife won't even recognise the man I am when I get home because of all the all the war stuff uh. It's a brave move to like temper a hot-headed situation with sadness and ennui, but he pulled it off. It works. Yeah. There's another scenario where they hear him say that and like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And then they, you know, shoot each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, he was turning into a Nazi. <laughs> he got bit. School teacher. That's Nazi talk. <laughs> But they've got camaraderie, these lads. They're together. Right, on to the next waypoint we go. Another mission coming up. We meet another company, Sam. And yes. this one, this sounds like my kind of company at war. Easy company. Or I would also Easy have to be drafted into, into beginner company <laughs> or story only company. <laughs> Yes, those are the companies I'd want to to be involved with. I've not got time yes, to be please. trying at war. Look, if your company has got difficulty sliders, I'm in. Yes, let's go to let's go to bloody war. Come on! Like really quickly, they found Private Ryan. It's just like, yeah, hi, I'm Private Ryan. Oh, cool. Well, no, they say, are you Private Ryan? And he's like, how did you guess that? And he's just like a kind of chipper young lad, strapping young lad, Matt Damon, strapping young Matt Damon, and yeah. much like in any given episode of the hit series Elementary, his star power game away who he really was yes. you need to check x-ray to know that this was your private Ryan in yes. question look got a couple of bits of information for you Matt bam you're an only child now soldier boom no more war for you you're going out bam we're all really fucking sour about the situation so let's get fucking going three minutes yeah it's like big brother where like Davina's like you've got <laughs> <laughs> you've been voted out of the war <laughs> two minutes to say your goodbyes i'm coming to get you and you know the, the crowd like booing because he's the one who led to them mm. yes he led to the other eliminations didn't he they can hear a little bit of the booing in the thing and they're like were they booing me no they're not booing you love it. it's fine anyway right so we love you you're a star yeah <laughs> goes out to a chorus of booze Look, he's got three minutes to say his goodbyes, but he's like, I ain't saying my goodbyes. Firstly, I've got a lot of information to deal with here. This is really hard. But also, I'm not abandoning my post. I'm not abandoning these guys in my easy company. And Tom Hanks tries to guilt him and be like, come on, son. We don't want to send your mother another folded flag. And he's like, tell her I was here and I was with the only brothers I have left. And I'm like, oh, 
fair fucks, the mate. That's a good reply. Band of Brothers. Yeah. Streaming yeah. on HBO Max now, now. as they get rid of this. Yes. So basically, they've strong-armed Captain Tom into doing the DLC mission because this is just <laughs> any bridge. This is a war-bearing bridge. You pull this down, the yeah. war's over. No more France for you, allies. Yes. No, and no, Tom Hanks, it's not Bridge of Spies. It's Bridge of just, just Germans. It's just... German, just ger- German, German bridge. German bridge. Oh, and they save the they save the title of yeah. the movie. Yeah. Someday we might decide that hot tub time machine was the one decent thing we managed to pull out of this whole shitty mess. Is what they say there, isn't it? That's <laughs> that's what they say in uh, in the film. I've yeah. had it. I'm sick and tired of saving Private <laughs> Ryan on this motherfucking Normandy. <laughs> and then Jimmy Fallon's like. Movies are back. Is, is Jimmy Fallon in Band of Brothers, by the way? Yeah, he is, isn't yes. he? Yeah, yes, he is. Yeah. I've, I've still not seen it, but I've listened to a podcast about it. Right. That's so weird. I know it's weird, all right? I know it's weird. But you know, because you know, no, I know there's people who listen to this who don't watch the movie, so it's fine. Yeah. It's normal. It's fine. It's, yeah, it's it good. is. And it's even more normal on the Patreon page. And you know what, listeners at home? Go to sleep. It's fine. Just go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. <laughs> We're making bombs for war! (laughs) It's final showdown with those fucking Nazi pieces of shit. And they're bringing Ryan's easy company on side and we're getting ready for an assault. Upham, you grab the ammo, mate. You're the ammo guy and you're going to be running around with ammo. Sam, I'll tell you what. I don't care if it's Rocky Balboa getting ready and choosing all the drugs to take so he can do the boxing match. Give me some of the human growth hormone. It's that, or if it's people setting up traps like in Home Alone or here. I like watching people get prepared for the final act of the movie. I love it. I love it so much. It's the best. And they're like, they've got sticky bombs. They craft stuff like The Last of Us. And they take their positions and they click yes to confirm. And then the tanks come. It's the ultimate tower defense game. I want to go to World War (laughs) II. I don't think you do, but I started to get worried here because we're in the final stretch of the film and the lads are all hanging out after they prepped and they're just talking about like tits and that's when I'm like, oh, oh you're all going to die. That's like, it. Yeah. Same thing happened in Sex Lives of the Potato Man. They all sat around <laughs> talking about tits and they all got killed by Nazis. And I will say as well, in this quiet before the storm, yeah. they all have to surrender their socks to make sticky bombs, mm. which I can now confirm for all of you listening here and the war historians among you, I am officially declaring World War II the Foot Freaks War. Hey! Hey! Yeah. They didn't take him out in World War One because of all the disease. So, yes. but now if you're watching this film, <laughs> underneath those boots, just it's Quentin Tarantino's favorite war. <laughs> <laughs> You're not, you're not gonna set in glorious bastards in World War One where they all got Flanders foot. No one no, wants that. No. Oh, fall off when they take off the boots seductively. But hey, the the fun's over, mate. The tanks are coming. There's infantry whole coming. Selection box of Nazis are coming. My God, I mean, I do, I do want to get into the thing where Private Ryan is talking to Tom Hanks about his brothers, and he's like, "There was an ugly girl, and she got knocked out, and then the lamp out." <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like calling the airstrikers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mama Ryan ain't gonna like what her baby boy turned out like. She's she's gonna be upset. It's very in the way that the scene at the start was yes. brutally grim. This is like 
mm. in it's like deeply tense. Like I'm so very nicely uh, bookended. Yeah, you feel even though I like I would say that any war movie always is going to struggle a little bit from the kind of slightly impersonal nature of all the guys dressed the same everyone yeah, yeah. kind of talking the same you know yeah. they're all very similar cut type of characters and yeah even if you don't know the intricacies of every single person in the scene there's a lot of people you followed through like the sniper and whatnot mm-hmm. like they managed to make this be both bombastic huge massive scale but also you're worried individually in every little bit it cuts to about the one person that's in that situation yeah and it i don't know for you but for me it never overwhelmed no and this scene goes on a good stretch yeah, yeah. i thought yeah you know, i let it wash over me i thought it was spectacular and i think mm. fuck anyone who says that this movie is only the first action sequence because this one at the end yes. is just as spectacular yeah, yeah. for different reasons yes because we get people blown up with sticky bombs we get yes yeah which is great molotov cocktails yeah good stuff now i don't know if this is my lost bias but i really honed in on up and being a good boy running around with all of his ammo i mean he, he does have a bit of a struggle later on but like he's stuck foot syndrome sam you just yeah. know which way to go yeah he accomplishes nothing it's very gritty and sad and scary a sniper boy presumably joe's favorite he's doing all of his like ah, god give me strength to kill all these fucking nazis but he he, <laughs> do, he does a lot but then a tank fires its what's the tank ca- tank cannon tank shell shell oh sorry i mean that's it comes the cannon, out of the yeah tank cannon it's a shell out of a cannon tank's nose the tank snout he gets the tank's trunk a sniper gets <laughs> That's my elephant noise. Thank he gets squirted much. by a tank. <laughs> and he was praying to the wrong god. He yeah. praying to the god well, of tanks in that situation. Not god, fool. Now, the, the Jewish guy gets into a physical fight with a German and there's like fucking oh, this biting is- and blood. Yeah, and this, this is the Ugh. thing, right? This is my biggest misconception about war, okay? Yeah. I always thought if it was war and you're all shooting each other from really far away or operating drones or pressing buttons or whatever it is, if it actually came down to it, the guy's there like, yeah, like, I've got no weapons. Yeah. We'd yeah. both be like, ah, come on. Like, yeah, yeah. No. You know, come on. But they're literally like, ah. you know, just proper... Oh boy, this is there's a lot of biting in this fighting. Yeah, biting, fighting. The a knife comes out, and it's not like the dramatic stab, 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 stab. It's like no, the knife just goes in slowly to. I think Mellish is the guy, and he's just slowly stabbed to death and it's horrible and upham is a kind of like cowering he doesn't want to go up the stairs no. you know and the nazi when he walks down he just lets him be he just walks by him yeah he's like yeah you know this dweeb ain't a threat <laughs> yeah. yeah what's he gonna do throw bullets at me i don't think so and so they're at the point where it's like fuck it just blow up this fucking bridge let's do it let's go to the the end point of the mission Everyone's here being shot tom sizemore is shot everyone's dying and look if you're at war big red flag if it all goes into slow motion your goose yes. is cooked yes and tom hanks he's fully back into slow motion here now the german who was blindfolded had his trousers pulled down and they all went way he's back and he's worse than ever with a vengeance bam 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 and he he shoots he shoots tom hanks he's got him he's shot him 
And in a last-ditch effort to raise old glory, mm. that big old tank, a few of the tanks have been blown up by the sticky bombs and the missile launchers, etc. And Tom Hanks is just like, you son of a bitch. And he's like, starts shooting it <laughs> drunkenly with a handgun. Yeah. And me, I'd be conserving my ammo so anyone who's looting the bodies afterwards would get a nice little surprise. None of this fucking empty well, canister yeah. bullshit. Yeah. But he Selfish. chips away, doesn't he? And then the tank blows up. So there's a moment where you think persistence Fuck pays off in this game yeah. before you look up and say, oh, it's the blooming airstrikes. And who was fixing those planes? None <laughs> other than Sam Chaplin's grandpappy. That's right. Yeah. He saved Private Ryan. Thank you. On behalf. Could have very easily accidentally killed Private Ryan by dropping all them bombs. Sure, but, but that's right. the, you know, you got to roll the dice sometimes. And so Tom Hanks, very much on the way out, but... Before that, because the airstrikes are coming in, the Germans are on the back foot. Upham, of all people, the language coward. He's here oh. with a gun pointing at the Germans, and they're all like, oh, I surrender. And Steamboat Willie is the name that they have for, in the credits for this guy. The German guy who they released and who Upham kind of made friends with was being nice to, he recognises him and he's like, oh, Upham. And Upham shoots the shit out of that guy. One shot, dead. He kills him. He's been changed by War! war! He's fucking war. Uh, war. He's now war boy. And, and he's forgotten all the German and French as well. His war has <laughs> changed him completely. Yeah. He can only kill now. And he just keeps going around shouting like, I want chips. Do you do chips? Is what he keeps saying to everyone. And he just doesn't even bother trying to say it. Like, well, we don't know what they are. Nah. <laughs> and Tom Hanks' dying words are to, not to any of his company, but to Private Ryan. And he's saying, earn this earn it and he's talking about the sacrifice that everyone has made for him and he's saying basically you know when you go about your life no pressure or anything. no pressure yeah. that's a, that's a lot to give to someone you know on, on your way out but i think uh, we've it. had this chat before but yeah but dying words invariably are loaded words aren't they yeah yeah bit much bit much yeah it's always gonna have weight to it if you're dying before you've said it even if it's something innocuous you know and then we cut back to the mm. present and we find out that private ryan was joe biden all along yeah he was the codger yeah and he was the, he was the old codger he's at the grave of tom hanks looking down and it's it's it was genuinely emotional when he's like every day i think about what you said to me on that bridge i hope i've earned you son of a bitch why did you say this <laughs> why, why yeah why have you done that to me I, I brought my family here yeah you know what i would have said sam i would have said have a good one <laughs> that, that would have been me you know yeah. have a good one easy or cheers yeah <laughs> cheers is good actually you can't get better than cheers <laughs> it's worse with cheers it's as oh. vague and yeah. positive as you can be that's why it's on every email in the uk and ireland cheers but he doesn't say that it's earn it earn this and it, you know we get private Imagine you signed off your emails with earn this <laughs> i might try it on my next uh next work email try that, no like. context no just earn this earn this sam and it, it's just that's that's the end that's the end he's like i hope i hope i've earned what you all did for me the end of saving the end. Sam. and then they, they have the outtakes as the credits <laughs> they have like the blooper reel 
Ted Danson <laughs> being funny on set, the, the consummate funny man that he is. They yeah. brought him on just to lighten the mood a little bit. I feel like the movie has stood the test. I've not seen it in probably in 10 or so years. I feel it's really yeah. stood the test of time. Considering that it does a lot of, you know, kind of CG trickery and stuff like that. There's yeah, lots yeah. of really cool videos about it being made all of those fabulous sweeping shots with so many people involved. That was literally just the same people used kind of over and over. But it looks really, really good mm. still. I think the action yeah, scenes... Yeah are fucking fantastic. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's great performances all around. It's a heavy owl movie, but mm. I feel like it is one of those ones where it's like, yeah, it's, you know, an, an obvious Hollywood blockbuster Oscar movie or whatever, but like, not wrong with that. It's good. It's, it's good. damn good. Good. It's good, man. That's, that's, and you know what? This is the thing that is always a ringing endorsement. It was three hours. Didn't feel mm. overly long. No. It's fine. Not at all. No, no. Like I think that's... when you have a very uh, like the first twenty minutes and the last thirty minutes of it felt like they really swept you up off your feet and you were just uh, you were invested. It was hard to actually take notes during parts of this movie because I got drawn in with the laser yeah. beams. Weirdly, structurally, it's not that far away from two thousand one: A Space Odyssey. If I think about like. <laughs> You know, it hits you with this thing at the start. at the end. Hits you with that at the end, and there's a big talky bit in the middle. And there's a, there's a codger at the end. The, yeah, there? there's a... <laughs> End on a codger. I always end on a codger, that's what I say. Yeah, I was engaged the whole time. I was sad when I needed to be sad. I was kind of just uneasy and kind of shocked. But it, it was it's very, very gritty and real. And I think like war movies since this have taken that on yeah, and done taken a lot that of that. On, yeah. And maybe done it, I don't know, better or worse, whatever. But like this is I felt like this must have been something different at the time for this to be such a big deal. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, it's no Shakespeare in love, mind, but uh, no, I mean, no, I feel not. like the, one of the biggest things you could level against a movie like this is that you wouldn't always necessarily be in the mood to watch it. No. And I'm not sure if when you watched it has affected your enjoyment of it or not. This is a Sunday afternoon movie, and we did not watch this on a Sunday afternoon. No. I watched it on a Wednesday night. It's not like a have your tea and watch a movie film, sure. But I'm glad I've watched it. That's also another ring endorsement of this. Like, I'm glad that I have seen Saving Private Ryan. I think, you know, it's (laughs) like the AI thing. You learned something. Yeah, it's it's important. It feels important to have seen it. I've seen it. I thought it was pretty good i don't think there's any bad performances in it is there anything that you didn't enjoy about the movie anything that was you know i'm i'm zoning in on a star wipe rating here now so i'm interested to know if sure. there is anything that is gonna impact that negatively i mean it's directed really well it looks great the performances are great it's sad but it's got heart there's even little bits where it's slightly funny a little bit of levity here and there a little bit well of levity. nicely woven in structurally i think it works really nicely the idea of like it's just a flashy start and then boring end is is bollocks but yeah i i I enjoyed it a lot i had a good time with it i had an intense time with it but uh intense time well at this most intense moment at the end of the episode then the only thing left to do is ask you what your star wipe rating is for saving private ryan i'm gonna give saving private ryan as many star wipes as there were ryan brothers four star wipes i've given it four four star wipes four star wipes you heard it here first medic oh thanks for listening to another episode of cinema swell this episode was produced by kevin edited by me sam and i also did the music if you want to support the show then patreon.com forward slash cinema swell 
is the way to go. If you want to follow us on the socials, we're at CinemaSwirl on Twitter and Facebook.com forward slash CinemaSwirl on Facebook, which is where our votes for episodes take place. If you've got questions, queries, comments or anything else for the mailbag, then send it on over to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. Please do keep recommending the show to your friends if you think they'll like it, or even if you don't think they'll like it, just recommend it anyway. All right, we'll see you next time. Cheers. Bye. And you know what?